welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary. Featuring Dave A.C. Victor and Al Good evening, everyone. The content of this commentary may not be safe for all viewers because it's got Dave A.C. on it. <laughs> and I was just writing a little note on the wall. Uh, is that to the milkman? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, also joining us, Mr. Randall Thor. Is that a red pen? Mm, it's a red pen, but guess what? It writes... Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, this commentary is not suitable for those not drinking wine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so what are you drinking, Mike? Over, I Actually, I'm not drinking wine. I have some cream soda. Get out! Get out! <laughs> <laughs> but I have cream soda. Oh, you'll pass then. Well, since he brought it up, we're going to have to do it, Dave. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Muriel Rioja. Uh, very nice. It is two reserver, 2005, a vintage year. And I'm getting stuck into another bottle. It's one of my favorites at the moment. Uh, Boogle. I think it's Boogle. It's B-O-G-L-E. And my wife keeps correcting my pronunciation. Um, but uh, it's a California Merlot, and it's really quite tasty. Uh, it's a 2010 very, very nice if you get a chance. Pick it up, and if the people at uh, Boogle Vineyards um, get a chance, send me a case. <laughs> uh, we ain't too proud to beg. Yeah, yeah, and remember, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's a naked wines archangel. Yes, thanks to a... Uh... Oh, we might as well come out with it. <laughs> Dave bought me my opening membership to Naked Wines. Um, no, I'm not naked right now. Uh and we're getting off topic, but hey, who cares? It's the Cult and Collective. It's what we do. Uh, yes, so Dave sent me some money for my 40th birthday. Thank you, Dave. And uh, and at the same time, uh, Naked Wines offered me a, uh, um, a, a next, the next tier in membership uh, as being an archangel as opposed to an angel. So, yeah, so I get uh, preferential treatment. Yeah. I get access to the pearly gates. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be uh, checking out more people uh, who will be having access to the pearly gates uh, or the gates further down below in our commentary tonight. We're talking all over the top of Luther, Series 1, Episode 3. So, I mean, if you remember last week, we talked all over the top of... Actually, no, it's been weeks ago now. Weeks ago. Uh, episode 2. So, uh, follow suit that we'll talk all over 3. So, gentlemen... Do you have your official BBC copies of Luther at the ready? Do indeed. My copy is ready and waiting to hit play. Yay! Well, I think you at home should follow suit as I count everybody in. In five, four, three, two, one, play. It's a house. Nice little curved street. Nice domestic scene. Oh, All is well with the world. Yeah, makes you very, very relaxed. Ooh, it's Ivan. And if you think I'm wrong, Ivan. it is Ivan from Being Human. Uh-huh. 
talk more about uh, yeah. where else you've seen this gentleman on the other side of the credits. <laughs> I preempted it. Yes. Know your place. Oh, what a lovely white hallway. Yes. And this is where it starts to get creepy. Yeah, just a tad. Hello? Oi, oi, oi. And you spread all over the cupboard. Well, oh thank you, BBC God. HD, for that warning. <laughs> this program contains scenes that may, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I blame her there. <laughs> Lansdowne Gardens. As he goes back in. Uh... It's just dead mm. creepy. <laughs> Whew, almost a relief to have the credits. <laughs> I'm glad I went to the bathroom before this started. <laughs> I must remember to make this into a ringtone. <laughs> I really do like this theme tune. It's yeah. just kind of... Like this, ep back th this episode we is actually written by someone besides uh, the series creator. Hmm. Sam Miller wrote this episode. He writes the next episode. I've noticed that series one has pairs of episodes written by different people. Right. Uh, St uh, Stefan, I can't remember his last name, he wrote, but we'll get to him in a couple of weeks. But uh, Sam Miller has also written Cardiac Arrest, a TV series um, among giants. Elephant Juice, Spooks, he wrote some episodes for. Murder City, The Qu the Quatermass Experiment in 2005, and Krakatoa. But I don't see anything beyond Luther listed for him. So I, I think you meant directed by. You didn't, you, I think you said written by, but it was directed by. Somebody. Oh, I might have gotten columns mixed up in a... Yeah, directed by, sorry. That's okay. This episode, yeah, this episode was... St all six of these episodes are written by the series creator, Neil Cross. You can have one of uh, you can have one of Dave's mistakes. One of Dave's mistakes. Yes, I was misreading columns in Wikipedia. <laughs> so you only get one, now, uh, Dave. Uh, the writing's on the wall. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like shut up. Interesting yeah. filming there. That you can notice the, the 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 top part of the screen there has got that kind of frosted look to the. That's over the doorways, yeah. So let light into the hall. No, no, no. The... No, the, the the top and bottom of the screens are blurred. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. Sorry. Perfect.
She's very good, this woman. Oh, yeah. Really, matter of fact, down to her, this is my job, I'm not an actress. Yeah. Sorry, well, folks, for not talking a lot. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, we're straight into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was looking up some quick information on Alistair Crowley, who was mentioned. Born October 70, 1875, died 1947. A um, occultist, mystic, ceremonial magician in uh, over in the UK. Oh, so not fictitious, then? Actual... Actual person, yes, Alistair Crowley. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. Exsanguinated. Yeah, I was word. rewatching this. Yeah, I was rewatching this episode earlier, and I caught that name, and I was wondering who that was. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely expression. So matter of fact, and then. <laughs> well, she said it. Okay. Sorry, folks. And apparently, from what I'm reading here, uh, quote, Crowley has remained an influential figure and is widely thought of as the most influential occultist of all time. In 2002, a BBC poll described him as being the 73rd greatest Briton of all time. Oh, my God. That doesn't say a lot about... Oh. Oh, that meat's fresh in that fridge. Awful. I think actually, Ian, this was the particular episode that after I'd watched it, I got in contact with you and said, You must watch this right. show. So, so creepy, but you couldn't take your eyes off the screen. Yeah, I know. This is the one, this is actually the one because my wife and I took a break. We started watching it and then we stopped for a bit. It was after this episode we stopped for a bit. Oops, sorry for the audio problems there. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk some Andrew uh, Andrew Tiernan. He's on the screen right now. Creepy as all get out. Uh, you will have seen him, and this is this is great. We've got a trifecta here. Of course, he's in Luther right now. He's also been in Casualty, and he's been in Doctor Who. In the episode Night Terrors, as Mister Purcell. But he's also been in uh, things such as uh, Prisoner's Wives, uh, Demons and Doors. He's currently got like three or four different things on the go at the moment. He's been in the Bill Survivors. He played Gavin in Survivors. Hmm. Meanwhile, the Doctor's looking a bit beat up and bloodied. Uh. Oh. Oh. 
think I think I might drink a little wine during the course of this particular episode. Yeah, Andrew Tiernan studied at the uh, Drama Centre London uh, were such stars as uh, Colin Firth, uh, John Sim, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Paul Bettany, and Michael Fassbender trained. Of course, as Dave mentioned earlier, in being human. Yeah, hang on. I, I'm getting mixed up. I'm, I've got an error coming on here. You did say Paul Rees, didn't you? No. Me? Paul Rees? Yeah. About what? The chap who's who's playing Lucian Burgess. Oh, sorry. Yes. I was talking about Andrew Tiernan. Right, well... Uh, uh, you, you don't have any more left, Dave. <laughs> We've used yours up. Yeah, so I'm right at last, am I? Well, we knew it was a strange episode. I've been right twice, and you people have been wrong. Yeah, I thought, I thought what's he going on about? But I'll keep quiet, because I'm usually wrong. Yeah, it's Paul Reese who plays Lucian Burgess, who played Ivan in Being Human. There you go. We don't always get it right, folks. <laughs> so earlier, Ian was mentioning the the, the video style there with the, the blurring on the edges, and I was suddenly curious: does, did this episode have a new cinematographer, different from the first two? So my research has found that yes, this episode and the next one do have a new cinematographer. Tim Fleming uh, is the cinematographer. Let's see, Julian Court was the cinematographer for the first two episodes. What else has Tim Fleming done, you might be wondering? Uh, Inside Man episodes, Silent Witnesses episodes of that, Hustle, uh, Moses Jones, The the Garden of Ireland, uh, Graveyard Clay, Bumble's Burden, Never Judge a Book, all sorts of different movies, going back to 1992 with Atonement, a short film. So yeah, Tim Fleming, yeah, new cinematographer for this episode. That explains that because it, it, it kind of did catch my eye that it's like, hey, we haven't seen that effect used before. Interesting thing about Andrew Tiernan is he actually has been in Being Human. Ah, good. <laughs> so I was <laughs> inadvertently slightly correct. Uh, isn't this the bloke uh, sitting down? Wasn't he in um, the Doctor Who episode? Didn't he play the... <laughs> yes. Yeah, but... He was Adam. He was Adam. Mr. Purcell. Yeah, he was Mr. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, was no, that Adam? But I'm trying to remember the part he played. He was the caretaker part he played, wasn't it? Yeah, he was the the the, the landlord. The, the landlord who got pulled through the into the carpet. Yeah, and his dog didn't care. Oh. Yes, yeah, so the um, the whole spiel I did earlier where I said, the man on the screen that you're seeing now was in blah, blah, blah. I played that here. <laughs> Although I may have to do Paul Reese's thing here. And, uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> he just looks as scruffy as he did in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, just to remind people, this uh, first aired on the 18th of May, 2010. Watched by um, 4.76 million, which was quite a drop. Uh, the first episode we did was watched by just over 6.5 million. Episode 2 was watched just under 6 million. And this one is obviously under under 5 million. So I'm quite surprised, actually, because I got more and more pulled into this series. I would have thought the numbers would have gone up. Wow. It looks vampirish there, doesn't it? Yeah. Still. 14 minutes. 14 minutes and four seconds. By the way, folks, that's full race. <laughs> I don't try and cover up my mistakes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, in 2010, he was in uh, When Harvey Met Bob, playing Paul McCartney. Mm. I'm assuming it's the Paul McCartney, not just a Paul McCartney. Mm, but most recently, uh, you will see him in Great Expectations. I, I feel this young lady didn't need to do much acting here. Yeah. They probably just said, I'm oh, just sitting here. <laughs> Polaroid camera, folks. I'm amazed he still managed to find yeah. one of those in 2010. But on the other hand, they said the last murder was 10 years ago, so... He probably bought it then. <laughs> but he's also played, I guess he's played Ludwig von, ben, uh, von Beethoven in Beethoven. He's been Bone Kickers, Agatha Christie's Pro, uh, MI5, The Queen, as we said, Being Human as Ivan, which he's pretty dang good in that too. When he's not being confused for other actors. Um... <laughs> He was uh, nominated for a 1998 Lawrence Olivier Theatre Award for Best Performance in a Supporting Role uh, of 1997 for his performance in King Lear at the Royal National Theatre. Right, just to remind you that the, the, the part he played of Ivan was of a 237-year-old vampire who, together with his consort Daisy, you remember Daisy, Ian, don't you? Mm -hmm. Daisy, the, yeah, travels the world as a war tourist. 
although he agreed to serve as the poster boy for Michael's uh, um, anti-blood group, uh, he has admitted that he cannot forsake his centuries of servitude to hunger. Uh, uh, sorry, for Mitchell, I mean, uh, forcing Mitchell to allow him to feed in private uh, because he was trying to get the vampires together. Right. Should just say, by the way, that uh, Luther, again, we probably mentioned this already, but uh, yeah, there you go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up for four Emmys. Uh, the Emmys, uh, which will be held on Sunday, the 23rd of September. Uh, outstanding uh, miniseries and movie nominee, Luther. Outstanding lead actor in a miniseries, Idris Elba, John Luther. Outstanding writing for a miniseries, nominee Luther, uh, Neil Cross. Outstanding director for a miniseries, a dramatic special, Luther, um, uh, the co-producer, Sam Miller, as director. Actual fact, it looks like five. It's also up for Outstanding Lead Actor, uh, Idris Elba, so it's up for five awards. Wow. Okay. And speaking of speaking of Emmy nominations, not to forget other shows that we've done commentaries for, Sherlock is also up for several. Let's see, Sherlock is up. Uh, Scandal in Belgravia is up for outstanding miniseries or movie, um, along with Luther. So competition in that category. It's wow. also nominated in uh, Scandal in Belgravia is nominated also in outstanding lead actor for Benedict Cumberbatch. A whole bunch of categories here. Um, what which category is this? Martin Freeman as Dr. John Watson for supporting actor in a, in a miniseries or movie? I, I'm getting a lot of results here. Paul McGuigan, <laughs> director for Sherlock, for director for a miniseries. So yeah, a lot of nominations there for Sherlock as well. Excellent. I think Big Bang is up for some things as well. Big Bang Theory. Bazinga. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> Go, sort of. And they're still using Windows XP. A lot of corporations do that, though. They they never moved up. They never moved on. I mean, well, yeah, so, Windows XP is is incredibly stable. It's the ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> I'm the only one in the in, in the the whole office who's actually working on Windows seven. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly stable, and it costs quite a bit to upgrade all that infrastructure that's already on XP. I think a lot of banks banks actually still use Windows two thousand. The corporate version one. At least they're not using the me. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. 
this character's a nice little character as well, isn't he? He's a little yes, it's private a, snitchy bloke. And it's uh, Michael Smiley uh, playing Benny Selder. Uh, pops up again uh, a little later on in Luther. But uh, yeah, very, very busy man. Um, currently filming uh, We Are Friends. A uh, ton of stuff in post-production. Uh, Svengali, Zero Tolerance, The Roundabout, The Comedian, Good Cop, uh, and uh, Promise. But uh, he's also been in uh, Wire in the Blood as uh-huh. uh, Dr. Liam Kerwin. Mm. Come to give you another beating, Mark. Also in Bleak Ooh. House. He's a Belfast man, too. <laughs> in a threatening nature. <laughs> I like the way he talks. He's got this, I don't know. Fantastic tone to his voice, you know. Leave us alone while I beat him up. Oh, sorry. I, I, I mean, I don't see why she would think he would either. I mean, he's a direct, you know, go b- kick the door down sort of guy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's not that truthful. He knows did it, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's your girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Helping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got layers here, haven't we? We've got we've got this sadistic murder murderer with the uh, all these things. Oh, now that was quite a because we think his mind's not on the case. Right, and doing that conversation, and then and then he walks into the blooming place. Straight right <laughs> there. He's um he's still I think the the having to force feed him at the moment. The last thing I read about him. 
I wonder if this actor really is as pale as that. I know. Yeah, why do you Sorry, folks, we're kind of listening yeah. to this. <laughs> I think you have to change your chat up lines here. I know. Why do you call him John then? Because the, in, in one of the previous scenes, this meeting was arranged on the website. The book uh -huh. was bought on the site. Uh, and he mentioned how they do most of their business on the online. So, left-handed. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These little mind games we play. Mm -hmm. mm. To the slaughter. <laughs> I love the way his face uh, changes as it swings around. And his too. It's kind of like, uh, yeah. who's playing who at this point? We don't know, you know. Who's, nobody seems to have the upper hand walking away from that meeting. My God. And everybody give us a time check. We're at 28 minutes now. Well done. Any good? It's good. <laughs> I've got no more facts to actually. I mean, no. very, very scarcely facts that we are. Um, before we started recording, Mike was telling us a little bit about these. Um, little things on the BBC site, but um, you were a little disappointed when you looked, weren't you, Mike? Yeah, I was looking around the BBC site for info, cast listing stuff, and I saw they had graphic novel chapters for Series 2 episodes. So oh, I was excited. I remember, I was telling you about this, I remember 
back in the first season of the NBC show Heroes, they had a graphic novel tie-in where every week after every episode they would have a graphic novel chapter that would expand on the story until a bit more of the story from different characters' perspectives. So I was thinking, are they doing this sort of the same thing here with Luther? Unfortunately, all I could find are just sort of single-panel comics, not full chapters, posted as a single image, not even a PDF. So a bit disappointing, but it's a neat idea. Right. Well, I did notice on the BBC site, I think uh, I think some of these Luther episodes are still available on the BBC iPlayer which hopefully would mean they're also available on the um, international one as well. Mm. Mm. Speaking of the the, the girl being kept on ice, uh, it's Catherine Hamilton playing Kirsten Ross, most recently been in Law & Order UK as Louise Dawson, episode Dust Till Dawn. Uh, she's also been in uh, The Bill, uh, Holby City, Doctors, and Twisted Obsession. I don't like caveats. <laughs> Our caveat. Uh, oh, this was a funny character. Mm. Dermot Crowley. <laughs> I have an objection on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you can actually see him also in uh, the TV series Raw as Dan Kelly. He's also been in uh, Bleak House, MI5, A Touch of Frost, Jonathan Creek. That's a decent show. We should maybe do that at some point. <laughs> He's prepping his guy up just in case. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he was also in uh, Star Wars uh, Return of the Jedi. It's uh, General Medine. <laughs> Things he asks that poor boy to do. I, d- I always get suspicious when I see people with gloves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dave's girlfriend. <laughs> this is fantastic. Wherever they yeah. got this to, to, to film in. Yeah. Uh, uh, my brother-in-law Gary, who's just retired, the one I was telling you, just received a, his uh, his medal from Manchester University. They just set up these new labs, and not so many screens as that, but absolutely fabulous when you go and they've got overhead walkways and. Uh, you know, air-conditioned windows that move, controlled by computers to mm. 
so the air conditioning stays the same. Brilliant lamps. Although there's something uh, disconcerting about the scene um, is the fact that all the monitors are showing the same thing at the same time. Well, that's because they've gone to standby mode, haven't they? It's all at the same time, though. Have you noticed that all of the screens are at the same point? Oh, right, right. Almost like they all, like, it was all, rather well, than actually showing what's, you know, like it's a pre-done film movie. Well, well if there were terminals, dumb terminals from a, a, a mainframe, I suppose that could happen. Mm. But you're right. It, it's it, all in sequence, just seems yeah. rather odd. It fascinates me this woman's face. <laughs> and her voice too. All in the eyes. I mean, I mean, I know, I know you talk about stage acting and that, but it must be an entirely different thing where the camera's six inches from your face and just a slight sideways look is all that's needed that and uh, i mean there's a huge difference there's a i think a huge gulf between stage and 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 screen stage you get to do the story from beginning to end every time uh over and over again uh, right with reaction and you know from your audience everything these guys they've got to do the same scene over and over again this could have been filmed on the first day and that scene that they just did right then before could have been filmed like, uh, you know, three days later, you know, right. uh, they do everything out of order. Um, it, it, it can't be an easy thing to, to, to be in the moment. You know, that's, that would be a very, very difficult thing and a completely different skill, you know? Yeah. And even two halves of the same conversation yeah. could have been filmed one in the afternoon, one in the morning, you know? Yeah. I mean, this, this room that he's in it may not even be in the same building. You know, he right. could have done this in a completely different building, and he didn't walk from one room to the other. He walked, you know, walked out that door, and then <laughs> the Tuesday before they did this conversation. You know. You're <laughs> ruining my immersion, Ian. Yes, there you go. I'm just <laughs> yeah. breaking down the doors of and walls. And we and, and, we, and we just got a uh, mention of a narrow boat there, which. Hmm. Yeah, you, you would say 10 years ago, you think that's bad camera work. Why why can't you get a clear shot of I that know. bloke? <laughs> yeah. It's like that, that blurred stuff that we got at the beginning. It's like before they'd be like, oh, can I clean that up? Yeah. And it was done in high definition as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, high definition so we can make it blurry. <laughs> but it's a high definition blur. <laughs> oh. Uh. Well, it looks like we haven't done our homework, but honestly, there is very little information about 
And, and the interesting thing about this is it's a very tight cast this week. Um, there's only one person I haven't mentioned, uh, I mean, aside from the, the main cast, and I'm probably about to get him wrong as well. Uh, <laughs> it's a policeman. Um, and uh, now that I brought him up, I'll, I'll mention him. Uh, Mark Redgard, um, who has uh, been in The Man Who Would Be Queen and The Preacher. And that's all the information I have about him. But he plays a policeman in this episode. And most of the crew is returning for most of these episodes, too. Sometimes we get different cinematographer directors uh, but, and direct and just directors in general. But, you know, we have the returning crew. Yeah, the director Paul in- <laughs> Paul, Paul Englishby returns to to do the uh, the music for this. And again, kudos to him. He's done a great job with the music so far. Mm, indeed. Yeah, there's some music that can draw you in, other music can distance you, but this is definitely, uh, well, uh, uh, uh. early on time. Oh dear. Frozen alive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm a straight. Yeah. And of course, he's not a doctor. He can't declare her dead, really, can he? Officially. And I'm just noticing how quick this episode is going along. Oh, I, I just realized <laughs> at the time, and we're already 39 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is just going quite quickly. This is why I don't like shows with advert breaks. <laughs> I mean. Oh, no. You just, I just, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm glad I don't have cable anymore. I watch everything on streaming from Netflix. No commercials, straight through. There you go. That's what I recommend. Mm-hmm. And, and and also, as a as a, as a as a person with ADD, it also helps me actually get through an episode because if a commercial comes on, I'm gone. I'm out of there. I'm, yeah, I'm like, commercial I'm... breaks take you right out of the drama, and you're like, okay, uh, go do something. Yeah, distractions. I, I'm even not even partial to Hulu because they put in, I think at least two commercial breaks for a half hour show, and it's it's one commercial, but I don't care. It's like, <laughs> but and the, also the other problem with uh, with Hulu is it's always the same commercial. <laughs> Can't leave those <laughs> there. <laughs> Uh-oh, he's got he's more problems. <laughs> he's sitting in my chair. Get out. Oh. <laughs> he's fantastic, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you sent me on a wild goose chase. What? Huh? Hey, it's the day for your job assessment. <laughs> I love this house. 
You're asking him to, uh, to choose. <laughs> They're all rooted in reality. These people, aren't they? That's like you were saying with the with the with his female boss and so on. The okay, the clock there on the walls said three o'clock. I'm just taking note of that because there's a later scene. Whenever shows put a clock on a wall, I always notice them. And if they don't keep the passage of time correct, I always notice that. And in the later scene, well, I'll point it out. Mm-hmm. Just keep keep in mind that this is all pretty much the same day here. It looks much later in the day. It looks like late evening. I mean, you can see there's lights on on the streets. Well, there's a light there. I don't know if it's a construction site. So. So it's a light. No, no. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. That's just a, a summer's day in England, that. Uh, yeah. Oh, the light's on the cars, right. Yeah, it does seem... So bad. that's like more like five, four, five, six o'clock. Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, he didn't expect it to be stopped. Oh, I didn't know there were Texacos over in the UK. Uh, I'm just noticing a Texaco in the background right there. That's a subtle way of getting a blood sample, isn't it? (laughs) About time this bloke felt a bit of pain. Yeah. Oh, perhaps not. He's a bit... Oh, no. Yeah. Blue Daddy! Was this sample legally uh, obtained? Well, uh, uh, in a roundabout sort of way. I gave him a right round uh, roundhouse hit. Real bureaucrat's book. <laughs> Dislike him on sight, you know. Yeah. Which, of course, again, is, uh, you know, props to the actor. For, for coming across in that way. Yeah. You want to get out of the room, don't you, straight away? <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's interesting, because he's got this kind of... A caring... Sliminess, I think. He's just very kind of... Unplaceable as well, you know. In the way he's kind of manipulating him, like... Uh, ingratiate, I'm really your friend. I'm, I want to protect you. Mm. Yeah. Just help me and we'll sort you out. Hang on, what's happening here? Putting blood, planting evidence. Never look away. Look away. <laughs> In the boundaries of the law. Oh, I right, good one. <laughs> This seems to be earlier on in the day. See, we're just just, just destroying the... You see, now that I've mentioned the time... Yeah, now I'm like... (laughs) No, no, hang on, hang on. He's had to drive there. This could be the next morning. What was the time on the first clock, did you say, Mike? Three o'clock. Right at three o'clock. 
Your phone's vibrating. <laughs> Two hundred thousand. Why am I? <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're <laughs> yeah getting engrossed in the uh, the closing uh, moments. Anyway, our our audio's better when we're quiet in. There you go. <laughs> and and you make less mistakes then, Dave. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not to, you're not pinning this one on me, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> and there, look at the clock, it's about two twenty eight. Oh. It's coming out in two thirty now. He is a time lord. <laughs> oh no, that, palm that, again. That, that's a meanwhile somewhere else, isn't it? But the clock we just saw in that same yeah. room was three o'clock. Yeah. Now it's about yeah, this... 30, 50, like 32 minutes earlier. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly. Time you're right, man. Just come to confess. <laughs> Although that place is a bit echoey, though. It's probably all hardwood floors and... Uh... Mm. Lovely house, though. Yeah. It's nice to watch a program as well where we've got quite a lot of characters who are actually intelligent characters. I mean, you know, we, there's some depth to it. It's not just, uh, you know, four letter words and uh, fast cars. Right. There is a. Uh... An errant uh, uh, piece of information about this scene here is that uh, she said, pull the legs off a fly, um, but said that the, the, the saying is, pull the wings off a fly. Whether that's what was intended or or not, who's to say? Because it'd be just as cruel to pull the legs off a fly, because if it's flying around, <laughs> it's just going to bump its arse. <laughs> Yeah, we're going in for a crash landing. <laughs> landing gear won't go down. Moral codes? <laughs> this is the place we're talking about. This is about sunset. Mm. And it's, I'd say, fall. I wouldn't say it's sunset, but it's sort of, depends on what time of the year it is, but it's certainly more like... Well, Five or six o'clock. Shadows. The the sun's about to go down. The sun is quite low, and mm. they are in. Uh, he's in a nice long coat. Mm. Damn you, Randall Thor! <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shank. (laughs) 
I think it'd be quite dangerous doing something at a particular time of day uh, because if they don't get it, then you know they've, they've basically if you're doing something at sunset and you don't get it done in the first take or the first two takes, you know, yeah. the sun could go down. You could lose your light and you'd be done. That's true. <laughs> that position. In other words, he's thinking, I know you're a dirty copper and you got him to call it off. Well, <laughs> he's not a dirty guy... copper, but. No. Well, he knows he plays it fast and loose. Yeah, close to when, yeah. But in turn, he has a job to do, and he's basically saying, if they send me, I've got to do my job. So don't let them send me again. Also, that guy was with the Empire a long time ago in a galaxy far away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Oh, that shows up purple, right? Gotcha. Oh, and... Because <laughs> it's one thing cleaning, but it, it's made him return to the scene, hasn't it? Yep. Oh, got bleach, careful. Steak. See, he's gonna lose this. Uh... Mm. <laughs> 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 he murders these women and then complains when they don't play yeah, fair. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Experience games. I guess us. Greeks uh, bearing gifts is also the title of a series one episode of Torchwood. Uh, <laughs> it's a Torchwood reference. That's what they meant it as. <laughs> it's a direct link. We're struggling now, matey. What's that bar for about the door, I wonder? The things you wonder about. I noticed that bar too and was also curious. Mm. I don't know. They have a small man who likes to do put chin ups. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Quite right, too. Sorry, folks. We are still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Still here, just drawn into the dialogue. If you're trying to, if you're listening to this without the show, I'm terribly sorry. Really, some of you do do actually listen to commentaries. I've done it myself. Listen to commentaries without actually having it in front of me. So she just walked up the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> and then was taking a taxi ride. It's some lovely visual stuff going on, you know. Anyone got a Barry White record? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He doesn't have curtains. Just look at all those windows. I know. Someone could be looking and and watching. <laughs> Who knows? He's getting yearnings. 
Wow. I wasn't expecting that. I was, given the preview from last week's episode. <laughs> it was there in the trailer for last week, for this week's episode. Um, and that's, yeah, someone could be watching. Yeah. <laughs> Next! Wow. Mm. 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 Oh, it's class from end to end, this. Uh-oh. Somebody woke up. Brilliant. There you go. All right. Yeah, there we go. Three. I'm going to go first this time. Um, first, actually, I'll, I'll start off by covering what I keep forgetting to cover most times. Uh, episode three uh, featured uh, Feeling Good by Muse, uh, which is originally by Anthony Newley and uh, Leslie Berescu from the 1965 musical The World of Grease Paint, The Smell of the Crowd. Thought I recognized that tune. Anyway, uh, lovely episode, this one. Like, like the guy said, uh, this one just like roared by. Um, some lovely visuals. Uh, and I guess the thing I liked about this one is there was no big chase scenes. There was no kind of grand, you know, the, the cops sweeping down on the place. This was all, uh, it was Luther's game, really. Uh, just the interplay. But like I said, there was a small... It was a tight cast this week. No uh, extraneous people, just... Uh, and like I said, the interplay between Luther and, and the bad guy, and 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 it's neat. Um, and I like that the takedown scene was quite quietly done, really. It was just him, he comes in to clean, and, uh, and there's Luther standing there, and he just takes him out the door, and that's it. You, there's no big... You know, sirens wailing, uh, being you know pushed down into the car, and no, it's all quite uh, quite well done. And then next thing, you're swept into these two scenes where he um, he tells her he can't see her anymore, and then he goes home and finds his wife there, and you know, I guess these these shows are a bit difficult to dissect in a way because. With Doctor Who and and, uh, and and at least with Sherlock, that this is a character that that we know very very well, and uh, Luther, somebody we're just starting to get to know, um, and so it's very difficult to kind of speak on like, oh well, this is typical Luther behavior. We're three episodes in, uh, but again, it's, he's shaping up to be uh, a well-rounded character. He's got his uh, his problems. Uh, both inside of work and outside. You know, he's a guy who likes to kind of bend the rules. And it's one of those things that you're always rooting for the, the, the... Yeah, he's the good guy. He's not supposed to do the bad stuff, but uh, they do a good job of of him 
bending the rules. Uh, if he had found uh, her and, and 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 she'd been alive, you know, he would have he would have called ever called it in, got her out of there, would have been done and over with. Um, but like he said, she's dead. You know, yeah, she wasn't going to get any more dead. And you know, why not get the guy? Because if they if they called somebody in right then, it would have been over, and they wouldn't. You know, he had cleaned the place over. They would have never. I've got the evidence, so it's one of those things where your your good guy does the bad thing, and you're still like, well, yeah, yeah, that's what he had to do. So, a great show. I mean, I'm I'm loving every minute of this, and and it's great to share it with you guys. So, um, Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, the scene you were referring to there, it's a great example of a, you know well written, well acted, you know ethical dilemma there. Do the do the ends justify the means? You know, that that question. Uh, do they bring in? Do they report it and bring in other officers and risk just ruining their chance of getting the guy, or do they do what Luther did? And uh, as Luther was saying, it's it, the whole thing was wrong, but it was right. You know, to the whole ethical question there. But yeah, episode three. Yeah, this was another great episode. I remember, in, you know, early on, I, I think I joined in at the next to last episode of the first series. So, uh, you know, episodes one through five, one through four had already aired. So, you know, I was getting in a bit, a bit late, but, uh, so I had some episodes to catch up on and this was, I remember watching episodes one, two, and three all in the same evening. I had some free time and, uh, yeah, by this point I was completely sold on the show. I, I, I I found the character Luther interesting, well acted, and the whole show well written. Uh, and again, the, and all the all the side characters that we that we that we have going on, and all the di- the dynamics going on there. It's, and we, we all the, the the recurring characters, and the, the, sort of the the thing that we have um, with uh, Luther, and just uh, Luther and his uh, his uh, wife, ex-wife. What's going on there? And uh, yeah, just all sorts of things going on there. Mark trying for shenanigans. They're just trying to deal with the situation, with trying to figure Luther out as a character. Who is he? What would he? What is he trying to do? What's actually going on here? But uh, yeah, again, this this is that we're halfway through the first series already, and as we saw there in the trailer for next time, uh, the plot's going to pick up a bit in the next episode as far as the ongoing overall story arc. And by the end of the series, if you haven't seen the full series yet, I won't spoil it, but. Some major things happen at the end of the, at the end of this first series, and I was I liked this first series, and yeah, great show. Glad that you and that you, the, the two of you suggested it to me. I'm glad to have. Dave, your thoughts? Well, it's just wall to wall brilliance, really. I mean, uh, I think um, I put this up there with uh, with Jekyll. Uh, in terms of it, it's um, the content, the style, the execution, the acting. You know, you know, it's um, I love it when a plan comes together type of thing. It, it really does uh, when all the parts create something that is is really truly special. I don't know when they were filming it whether they knew that. Of course, the casting, uh, and I go back to this time and time again with it when we talk about these things. Uh, the, the 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 whoever does the casting uh, plays a significant role in how well these things gel and work out. Obviously, uh, as we all know uh, from Doctor Who onwards, the script comes first. If you've got a rubbish script, 
you, you, you know, you, you're on a losing game from the start. But if you have a, a, a class script and then you can bring this sort of talent on board. And, uh, and then, of course, as we've seen, all the other styles and professions that are, are used to bring really what is quite a complex production to screen. Um, and this may be why it benefits from only being six episodes. It leaves you wanting more. It means that there was not a wasted minute in that. I mean, you heard Mike say, blimey, we're up to about 40 minutes in a flash, it seemed. And and again, the, this seamless layers of, uh, you, you, you think, uh, you know, like Luther's doing something, he's, he's, he's distracted by uh, his domestic things and he's walking along the street, you think he's losing the sight of the actual, you know, his job and the, and the case in hand and so on and then he walks straight into the the uh, the gallery room and so on and uh, you have these intelligent conversations with people I mean obviously they still come across the old lags and bits and pieces and standard police work and nasty work but uh, the sheer well you saw how I mean we were I mean I've seen this episode not just recently, not just before we aired it, but uh, three or four times, and uh, every time you you're sucked into it. You 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 are convinced by the portrayals. Um, the the it's it's rooted in in you know modern day London. The the, the I mean even even people like his you know his commanding officer who plays it. You think well you know. You know, hairdressing department haven't done a good job of her, have they? But the point is, she's supposed to be a slightly harassed uh, woman who's sort of got um, basically a, a bit of a renegade cop, but a cop that, you know, has this sheer, you know, um, uh, insight to the criminal mind and gets results. Uh, absolutely fabulous. Uh, just one of the things I found just before we started the recording that um, there's a smashing little Facebook page for. This it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Luther BBC. Uh, and, and I clicked on like. Uh, just noticed that uh, some of the people we know, Ken Deep and Gail Willis, uh, uh, are friends on there as well. But yeah, uh, I'm almost thinking about whether I should post about our commentaries on this site. I'm always doing things like that. But yeah, absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Um, it just flowed from the beginning and it wasn't a struggle for us to do the commentary. It was a struggle for us to disengage from watching and try and talk over it. And um, if there were passages in there where we're a bit quiet, uh, uh, do excuse us. But um, absolutely, I really enjoyed it. Uh, top quality TV, drama, cult TV watching. Exactly. Yep, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> I was very busy going over to uh, uh, the Luther page of Facebook and hitting like. Um, so I got uh, four friends who like Luther uh, Gail, Dave, uh, Lee Brown, and uh, Ken Deep. Hello, Ken. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a fabulous show. Um, I'm glad you're here uh, listening to the commentary because uh, that means you like it too. Um, 
got not much more to say, I guess. Uh, join us next time. We'll be talking all over the uh, the top of episode four of Luther series one. So until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, Six Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. Which one of us is going to go down to the cellar to get that frozen meat out for the morning? (laughs) Will one of you guys go, please?